Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurship Decoded. I'm here with Daniela, and we actually just met like a couple weeks ago, so I don't know much about her, but I know she's probably doing amazing things. So uh, how are you, Daniela? I'm doing well. Thank you. Don't worry about it. People are always messing it up. My own husband, he says it's super funny. He's like, Daniela. And I'm just like, my name is like Spanish, you know, so it's Daniela. So I don't expect anybody to ever say it right, except for my mother. <laughs> cool. I love that. So you have, what's your, your background? Like how you, what's your culture? What did you grow up? Cuban. Um, and I grew up in Miami. So I'm Hialeah, Florida, the Northern province of Cuba, if anyone's been there. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. Cool. I remember when I was um, like seven years old, my dad was like, oh, we're going to New York. And I was like, I need a passport. And my dad's like, no, you don't. And I was like, yes, I do. I'm going to America. And then he was like, we live in America. And I'm like, no, we live in Florida. <laughs> and I was just like, no, we're going to the real America. You know, New York with the Statue of Liberty. That's America. <laughs> so. I mean, the seven-year-old perspective is just, we need more people like that. Like, right? Like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Well, just, uh, I guess I love to hear your story of how, um, just different things affected your life and how, what you previously did just throughout your life really led you to who you are today. Wow. Okay. This is actually like something I've been thinking about a lot lately because I just recently discovered my business, my company pod booking, which is a social network for podcasters. And when I finally found the idea and I finally started thinking about it and doing it and putting it into action, I genuinely felt like it was my purpose. Like it was, it's genuinely like what I was put on this planet to do. And it's because of this journey that I'm about to share and all the different parts of my life that I, that just prepared me for this. So one of the one, like first things to like prepare me for this was my dad for like my 12th or 13th birthday bought my brother and I websites which is like the weirdest thing to buy a child. But in like the 2000s, my dad was like, yeah, this is the best thing I could buy. This is like buying property, but on the internet. And in him buying us those websites, we were first, for the first time, really like exposed to the internet and like the monetization of the internet. Not just like Googling stuff and playing on the internet and being a consumer on the internet, but the perspective of the owner of some property on the internet, because that's really what it is. And it exposed me to like the concept of Google ads and it exposed me to like SEO and links and clicks and, and, and all these different things around traffic and driving traffic and, and Google and the relationship of a website and Google and search engines, things like that. So that was from a super young age. And he, and I don't want to like be like, oh, I'm such a brat when I say this, but like he gave it to me way too early. I was way too young and I didn't value it enough. And we ended up just like not caring about it. And he ended up just not repaying for the domain. It was like, forget it. They don't care. Um, and now I'm like, oh, you should have held on to it. I was just a dumb kid. What do I know? <laughs> so that's uh, kind of like the first thing that led to it. And when that happened, I was like, yeah, that's a thing that dad did. Whatever. Carried over my life. Never thought about it again not once, like never came to my mind, wasn't worried about it, never did anything in technology. And it just never was a thing. Enter my junior year of high school, I was 17 years old. And the school district decided to defund the theater program in my high school. 
and I had just been named drama club president and I was gonna be president for junior and senior year. So I'm just like, no, I was sworn to protect and defend this troop, this club. So I created a lesson plan, went into the principal's office and was like, if you get me a substitute teacher so that an adult can be in the room, I will create all the lesson plans. You can come in whenever you like, you can check my lesson plans every single week, you can check every single paper. I promise to do this. And like, I was super dedicated and I was the teacher from first day from August all the way into the new year. And then the new teacher came in after Christmas break. And I had to do the midterms. I had to do all the tests until then, all the lessons, everything else. And it was great. I loved it. All the students loved it. I even had some friends recently reach out to me and were like, you were actually my favorite teacher in all of high school, which is crazy because you were a child. <laughs> and so it was like something I really cared about, was really passionate about. And it taught me a lot around like organization and taught me a lot around creating a community and connecting with people and building something with others. And and the power of just really wanting something for somebody else, not necessarily for yourself. Like, and in doing that, like we established one of the strongest theater troops in the entire district after I left. Like they ended up getting like tons and tons of awards the very next year and everything else. And it was just like, that was me. Like that wouldn't even exist if it weren't for me because they would totally destroy it. Um, so that was like a next step that had been preparing me for it. And again, I really didn't think about it. I had a really nasty breakup at the end of high school and I just didn't want to think about high school anymore. So when I like went into like the real world, I like just didn't even think about all those things that I had learned that I, and I kicked myself about that now. I'm like, man, if you just would have like kept on with that spirit, but you live and you learn. And <laughs> you go into, I turned 20, Two, 22 years old and I ended up getting my dream job working in the cosmetics industry um, the job involved a ton of travel it was working with a brand directly I, I got to go to like travel like crazy like to England and, and France and it, it was just fantastic it was like the most like luxurious job I've ever had and in that process I learned a lot around the behind the scenes of business and sales and the behind the scenes of like wholesale and the behind the scenes of networking in the like in the world of business like and how linkedin really works and like i was really exposed to like the whole concept around just like strategic partnerships and connecting with people and being like hey let's work together let's just set up a time to just figure out a way to work together and collaborate and and realizing like how collaborative the world of business actually is and just kind of being exposed to those ins and outs of how those collaborations come into play I was just so eye-opening and just totally like rocked my world. And so then we come into COVID. COVID happened. I ended up losing that dream job at the beginning of this year. I know. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and, and then I pivoted into the technology world because I was like, okay, Retail's like stopped right now. Like I need to get out of the retail world and this is not going to be sustaining for this year. I need to pivot completely. And technology was the only thing that was one hiring to growing. And so got an amazing job working for a MarTech solution. And so with this new job, I was exposed to the concept of, uh, of like software and like software as a service and all the different platforms that there are in the world and like all the different platforms that can help entrepreneurs. 
And so as I was getting exposed to like white labeling and exposed to services like MailChimp and exert and services like, um, so I have a like favorite one that I, Canva, oh my God, Canva changed the world for me. The whole concept of content creation just became like this whole new world of possibilities. Cause for the longest time I was like, I'm not artistic. I'm not techie. I don't know how to do those things. And it's like, yeah, no, over the course of the last 10 years, hundreds of companies have been dedicating themselves to making it so that non-techie people can still survive in the world of tech. And being exposed to that has that just opened up the whole world of pod booking. So when I really started thinking about podcasts and like I had just written a book and I was going on podcasts to promote the book and I'm like, man, I wish more people had like a place or an outlet because if it wasn't for the fact that I had worked in wholesale and I had worked behind the scenes, like I wouldn't know that that's the way to reach out to podcasters and things like that. So I was like, man, if only there was a place that people could just go when I'm going to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be so nice. If there was a place people could just go to just get on podcasts. That'd be, that'd be so great. And then I was like, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that's what we should make. <laughs> the place that people can go to like get on podcasts and promote their shows and for podcasters to find people to go on their shows. And then as that idea kept growing, I was thinking, but there's, everybody wants to talk with podcasters. I remember when I was working at the beauty brand and we wanted to advertise on podcasts and couldn't find shows that were relevant to us and that were within our, our range, you know, our price range we could find the really major beauty podcasts, you know, that were thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to sponsor, but we couldn't find any of the little guys, the ones that would just be a couple hundred bucks, what we would get in front of an engaged audience. You know, we could get, I would rather get like 10 to 20 smaller podcasts, you know, that are really in with an engaged audience versus one really major podcast where their audience is just kind of like, yeah, but they just paid you to be on your show, you know? So when I put all that together, pod booking was born and we launch in three days. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's still like pre-launch phase. Yes. So today, actually, I emailed all of the beta casters, let them all know that they're beta casters and gave them like their little PNG that they're all going to post on social media, letting everybody know that they're beta casters. And Sunday at midnight, they will receive the super secret URL to log in. That's so awesome. I'd love to, I think I could finish this and I'd love to promote this um, that night or like Monday morning to promote. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. That's so cool. That's, I love when people can just think of ideas and it's like, they're like, oh, this is a really big problem. They're like, why isn't it being fixed? You know? Yep. Absolutely. That's no, awesome. and, and it was just so crazy since, you know, the last like over 10 years. I felt like there was different points in my life that were just preparing me for it, which is so wild. That's so cool. You're able to put that together. Like, I think a lot of people go through that, where even if it's like a short period of time or it's basically their whole life and they maybe they're like 50 and they're, they said, okay, maybe like what they're doing right then is what they're supposed to do. And they say, maybe I wish I could have done this earlier, but everyone's journey, everyone's experiences, it, it leads them to their journey. It leads them to the things that they're supposed to be doing, even if it takes longer or shorter, it, it just depends on the person. So I think that's awesome. You're able to do that. Thank you. I'm not really young. So, I mean, I'm only 18, but <laughs> I, I get 25. I get all the time. Oh my gosh, you're so young. You're going to get that you're so young for so long. You're going to feel old by the time 
people are still calling you young, you'd be like, no, I've been young for my whole life. <laughs> I'm old now. <laughs> I've established it. So you're in the pre-launch phase. So um, you're like, you're still like basically in, because like the entrepreneur phase and the just, you know, trying something out just to see how it goes. Uh, do you like, have you had any major challenges or do you expect any huge challenges with this uh, the new company or, or like what, what do you foresee in the next six months? In the next six months, I really don't foresee any major obstacles. I think if anything, it's going to be more so just time. Time's going to be our biggest obstacle because it's just going to take time. There is no rushing the process of establishing a community, you know, not a, not a truly organic one. It's, it's really just going to take time. And luckily, like I have that patience for it and I, and I want it to take time. I want it to be organic. Um, early on, there was a few venture capitalists that had reached out and they like were, you know, offering like more so funding and like opportunity for that. And I was just kind of thinking to myself, what would I really use money for? And like the money would really only be like for marketing. And that would really just be to basically superficially build my community. And I really want to do it in the organic fashion. Like I want people to connect with the brand. I want people to connect with each other. Oh, okay. I, I like that idea a lot more. And I feel like when you, when you do build it and it does take time, it's a, a much better and bigger foundation so that yeah. it lasts longer than, you know, people paying for, um, like say Instagram, people pay for followers to be an influencer or people pay for those types of things because it's like you get to a certain point, that's what happens. But I think organically that's, that's a lot smarter, but it does take time. But yeah, I mean, look at LinkedIn. I feel like LinkedIn has been around for so long and just now really reaching its heyday and it's been around for so long, but it's because it really did take time to establish a reputation as the place for professionals, you know, and like that's really what podcasting is going to be like pod booking. Pod booking is the LinkedIn for podcasting. So it's industry focused. Like I don't want any Facebook drama. I don't want any politics. Leave that at the door. I don't want any uh, issues and opinions. No, you're here for work. This is work focused. Um, and that was really like a huge motivator for it because even for me trying to build pod booking, the other social networks have been so difficult to maneuver because of all the noise. Like, it's so difficult for me to get into these groups and things like that and like not and have to filter through the noise filter through the, the the family pictures and filter through my own friends and things like that like i'm so excited to get everybody on the network and just be able to just work on the network where every single person on the network is my demographic you know what i mean and i feel like that's going to be a lot of people are, are going to feel that same way like yes every single person on here is somebody who wants to be approached and who wants to work with podcasters cool like that's so much easier than well because right now like if you want to reach out to a brand it's like well they're not really on instagram to be pitched you know and like it's hard to create like a linkedin profile for a podcast show you create it for yourself as an individual and then talk about your podcast on there but they can't see their like your audience size they don't see links to your social media your other social media platforms and things like that and even then like they're not necessarily on there to get pitched either. So this is gonna be a space where if you're here, it's because you want podcasters to approach you or you want to be approached as a podcaster. So I think that's just gonna be like, the ice is broken already, you know? 
Yeah, and that's such a straightforward thing because like uh, different, I, you, like you said, there's different people on LinkedIn that are doing like a specific podcast. Like that's all they, they do, all, all they promote. Like, um, like Hala Tala, Hala. Yeah. She's like famous for, well, famous in the in the sense of like LinkedIn. She, a lot of people know her and she's a great following because it took her, she did it organically as well. But how do you see like a difference between like what she's doing? And then you, I think you kind of explain it, but like um, how can, people who are doing podcasts or searching to be a guest on a podcast, how can they uh, find that influence and how can they be able to have kind of, because um, you're basically creating a whole new market. So how are they able to take their own part of like market share and be able to find people to do those types of things in a different way, or uh, I guess in a competitive way like LinkedIn does. What do you mean by, like in a competitive way, like LinkedIn does. You mean like how will we kind of keep it focused? Yeah. Like how, okay. Um, so we've actually been partnering with group admins from Facebook. So I had joined like 87 groups on Facebook. Um, yeah. And like I have picked 10 group admins specifically that just simply performed the best of all the other group admins, kept people in line, kept the communication in line, created content for the groups to keep conversation going. And they're doing this completely for free. They're not monetizing any of these groups on Facebook. So instead what we have provided our admins is going to be a share of the advertising space on their groups. So they'll actually get paid for the work they're already doing on Facebook for free. Oh, that's awesome. I bet yeah. like, yeah, I do that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, so we'll be able to have like people on like within the groups that are already known within the community as well, because I mean, these group admins have had these groups for years. All these groups have thousands of people on them. They already have like some respect in the community overall. So they'll be kind of handling it as well as I'll be super hands-on. And like, we are going to be verifying every single person that comes onto the profile within 72 hours of them joining the community they have to provide links. So when you guys make your profiles, you have to provide like links to your social media and links to your shows. And every single person will be verified within 72 hours. And if you cannot provide accurate links, you'll be de like deleted. Oh, like wow. just delete. I won't talk to you about it. You're just <laughs> you can rebuttal it, but I've, trust me, I've done the research. You're not a podcaster. <laughs> so I'm keeping it super exclusive. In that regard, I've been the same way with like my followers on social media. Like if you weren't podcasting related, I removed you as a follower. So like bots and things like that were just removed. Um, so we have been keeping our following very, very exclusive. No, that's awesome. And that seems like a really smart strategy, especially for, like you said, keeping it exclusively, removing all of the, the white noise and just, yeah, making it as exclusive as possible. That's awesome. Yeah. So you seem super passionate about this and I love your passion. I love how you just, you saw a need and you're just going out and you're doing it. So, uh, like, like you said, it's just launching in a few days. Uh, do you, is this like more of a side project for you for right now? Or is this like your full time thing that you're just like going full speed with? Right now it is my side thing that I'm going full speed with. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. Like, luckily, with this whole pandemic pivot, like, I'm still working with the software company, but we're working from home, so I've got a lot of flexibility with my time, and just, I mean, in the evenings, I'm able to just dedicate, like, six hours a day to it, so it's it's just as much as if it were a full-time every day. It is a full-time every day. I should stop kidding myself. 
That's awesome. That's so cool. I think a lot of people, um, it's an assumption, but a lot of people I think are really concerned with their plan A, so their job. And then, I mean, a lot of people might complain or worry that they might not be able to pay the bills because of just, they, they have a one job, they have the one security, and that's almost the, a riskful thing to have. So like you, you're building a plan B, you're building something else that, you know, it's at side, it's on the side for right now, but you're taking the extra time that some others might watch TV or play games or that kind of thing. So I have watched so little television in the last two and a half months. It's crazy. I used to be such a binger. And like now looking back on it, I'm like, man, I wasted so much time of my life. Like now that I'm so much more productive with that time, I'm like, man. And like, I have a passion planner. I don't know if you've heard of passion planner. I'm not. What is a passion planner? It's amazing. So it's a planner that breaks down the days by the half hours. So you can actually plan out every single day, like by your half hour slots. And when you break down a day by half hour, you don't really realize how much time in a day you really have. It's wild. Like I literally plan out my entire itinerary for like my work day. And then like, I, as soon as I go right into like my pod booking day and I plan every little thing out and it's so organized, it's so perfect. And then like around the week, it also shares, like it has like this week's focus and it has like wins for the week. So you write your little wins as like they come in you know, during the week. And then like, there's like to-do lists on the bottom and it has personal to do, and then it has work to do. And then it has like space for infinite possibilities. You can write like, I don't know, strategies, meetings, little taglines. I think I write like sometimes like just content ideas there. And then what's cool is also at the end of every single month, there's reflection questions. So you get to reflect on every single month and it just keeps you really goal oriented and like really motivated towards everything that you're trying to achieve. It's fantastic. That's so awesome. Highly recommend it, to, especially to entrepreneurs, because like it's hard to stay motivated and it's hard to stay consistent. But if you really do, just like plan your next step every day. That's that's what I always do. It's just every day I just plan the next step. I don't try to like overwhelm myself with the work I have to do. And like doing that has actually made me weeks ahead of time. I, I'm a weeks ahead of schedule. I've got actually a plethora of extra spare time, and I'm like damn it. <laughs> I, I really thought I was going to need all 60 days. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No. Now I'm like sitting on my little social network all by myself waiting for everybody to show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, okay. So you talked about just some challenges and like you seem so motivated and just the way that and you're very passionate about what you're doing if there's people out there usually people who watch this or you know people I know but I mean like different entrepreneurs uh who want to do what they want to do and to you know maybe they're lacking motivation or they just don't see a way to do it because they're maybe just the first obstacle is yourself so what what are things that you did to help you just continue moving forward to driving through to be weeks ahead of what your schedule has. And then, um, yeah, what's your advice on that? Really? It's going to be what I just said, like, on like focusing on the next step. Um, so there was a lot of things that I didn't know, you know, just, just don't know that you don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I just didn't allow that to bother me. I was like, okay, what's the part that you're like, not strong in? I'm not strong on the tech side of things. Okay, fine. You need to learn the tech side of things. What do you know? And I'm like, hmm, well, we have that marketing degree daddy bot. Let's use that. 
<laughs> so we started using the marketing degree and just focused on marketing. <laughs> and we just focused on the part or just focusing on like, okay, I know that I need social media platforms. I know that I'm going to need business license uh, and name and all that other, you know, junk domain, everything else. And now we need to be focusing on building a community. So on one hand, we can either focus on building a platform, we can either focus on building code, or we can focus on building people. And realistically, you can buy the code. <laughs> you can't buy the people. So that, that was just kind of my focus the whole time going through. It's like focus on what you do know and ignore what you don't know and what you don't know, outsource it. <laughs> just don't even stress it. Don't worry about it and, and figuring out, figure it out as you go along and, and Google things. Cause like, you'll be shocked by like how much is available in the world. You can literally Google like white label social network. It's crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> like, don't let what you don't know hold you back and just focus on your strengths and really, really hone in on those and like be as fulfilled in your business as possible. If you're a creative person, make sure that you're being as creative as possible in your business. If you're more of like a numbers person, well then make sure that you are analyzing and doing structures and metrics and planning out as much as possible. Like whatever it is that's your strength, like make that the focus and the driving force and the driving theme of what you do every step of the way. And you'll never be bored. You'll always be fulfilled and you'll always be motivated because you're doing the thing that you love the most. Awesome. I couldn't put that any, anything better, any way better. That's so awesome. Cool. Nailed it. <laughs> okay. Um, just last question. I, it's, I used to ask like what, so like your advice and then just, uh, um, but now I'm kind of just moving into anything that you want to say, I'd love to hear or anything you want to say to different entrepreneurs, uh, people who might be in your demographic or just anything about you or your business, you have the floor to say so. Oh, hey everybody. Um, so I guess first is just, if you're an entrepreneur and you're interested in just kind of really growing, build your tribe, like go into your social media and edit out everything that doesn't serve you. If it's not motivating you, if it's nagging you out, if it's voices that you don't need, if it's all of those things, just either mute them or delete them. You can make those decision, decisions for yourself, but start filling your feed with what you need to be feeding yourself because you are what you consume. And that includes what you read. Um, so make sure that like you're following motivational pages, other entrepreneurs, people who are just crushing it, people who can motivate you and, and not in a way that makes you feel inadequate, but genuinely in a way that makes you feel like, yes, people are crushing it left and right. I'm going to be crushing it too. They're going to be liking my stuff. I'm going to like their stuff. We're going to be establishing a, a community of greatness because that's ultimately what we should all be doing. If all 7 billion of us on the planet, were all trying to build a community of greatness. We would be an unstoppable planet so just continue on that force of just trying to keep positivity around you i'm always really careful about what i post and like always trying to put out positive sound waves so if you want to follow me uh personally i'm at danny.san.diego on instagram and i'm always sharing motivational quotes and all of the shows i go on everything's going on in my life so it's always feel good happy family stuff and then also i'd always recommend like if you're a female entrepreneur, like following pages like Girl Boss, uh, Girls Building Empires, Women on Top, 
uh, pages like that. Um, if you're a guy who's not that into having like feminist empowerment on your social media page because you're lame, that's fine. Gary Vaynerchuk is always a good idea. Always. Nicole Arbor is also a very good idea, no matter who you are. So definitely just filling your feed with things that are going to serve you and really give you motivation and give you just a different perspective on the world. It's not so negative. It's always a good idea. Pod booking as well. If you guys are podcasters, following pod booking will never, ever hurt you. We are constantly sharing growth hacks and quotes and facts and just information around how to build your show and how to build your audience. So it's we're always sharing really good information. And if you actually want to join the platform, pod-booking.com, you can still join the wait list. Uh, if you get in before midnight, October 5th, I could maybe somehow possibly squeeze you in. So show up there. <laughs> awesome. That was so great. Thank you so much, Daniela. I think what you said is completely right. We need, social media is the one thing that is really growing and that's what people spend a lot of their time on. So if it's something that they can positively look at and either it fuels them to continue what they're doing or find something else, whatever that is, then I think the world will become a better place. So I think you put that perfectly. So thank you, Danielle, for coming on. And like you said, people can follow you on Instagram and then pod booking. So that's how people can find you the best. Yes, um, I will have my own account on Podbooking, of course, and so you guys are always free to message me directly. It's my preferred form of communication. <laughs> okay, awesome. So thank you, Danielle, for your time. I really appreciated you coming on, and I think it's a great episode. Thank you. Thank you so much.